Welcome to Area Happy Hour. Here are your hosts, Jacob Bell and Hunter Sleppy. Alrighty, everybody. Welcome back to the Area Happy Hour, Episode 5. Me and Jake are going to talk about everything area that just happened with Talladega. All three series have the regular season finale at Talladega. And my yeah. oh my, Jake, what a what a <laughs> blast it was. Yeah, it, it was a great week for us at JBR. I can tell you that. Um, so I, I can't wait to get into the Dega races, recap that. Also, Hunter, we got that great interview coming up with Adam Caps, who also had a great week at Talladega. Two podium finishes, I think on uh, the, the Tuesday night truck series race, or excuse me, it was the Monday night cup series race. And then Thursday night, he just got another podium finishes at uh, Talladega. So we'll get a chance. Awesome interview. You guys are going to want to stick around and hear that. And then we're also going to recap our NASCAR weekend from Nashville and look ahead to the upcoming races at road America. So they're going road course racing after we just came off of Coda a couple weeks back in area. And then also Hunter, the most important thing, the playoff fields are set. Indeed they are. And, We'll get into all that in just a moment. And first one that we're going to talk about, uh, Cup Series. The biggest and the baddest of them all of the three series. Uh, quite a race we had. A lot of, well, I wouldn't say a lot of wrecking, but a lot of solid green flag runs. Had some cautions mixed into it, but uh, it was the beginning of what would shape up to be a chaotic weekend. Yeah, I think... Uh... Nobody knew what to expect going into Talladega. And then on top of not knowing what to expect, uh, we also made it to regular season finale. And then on top of that, we were also in the next-gen cars for the first time there. So it was like a trio of chaotic, unexpected events. And it ended up with a first-time winner, JBR's own Jordan Martin. And uh, it's going to be hard for me this this episode, Hunter, to like talk through it and be really candid and honest because obviously this was a great week for our team. Um, so I'm going to really be happy and, and favor a lot of what we were able to do. So you're going to have to, I'm going to have to lean on you pr- quite a bit from a, uh, from a broadcaster's uh, perspective to, to kind of talk about what happened uh, through your guy through your eyes and what you guys saw, um, you know, watching the races. But I can tell you from, from the, the driver's seat and the team owner seat, I was sitting in Monday night was incredible. Uh, Jordan hearts and myself were able to work perfectly together. It felt like those last five laps and, you know, we, we got down to two to go and uh, we were way out in front of the pack. We just made the right moves at the right time. I think we moved up on the inside line and then uh, it looked like Drew Trader had gotten hot. He had to step up out of line. So that moved uh, Jordan, Hearts, and me to second, third, and fourth right behind Jake Nichols, go figure, uh, who was leading the thing with five to go. And we just said, hey, you know, we're, we're going to make our move together on the top. Jordan led the way. He made the move to this outside of Jake. Uh, Hearts and me, you know, we we ran with them, and then we got that lead built up. And coming to the white flag, I had to play a little bit of a blocker, like you guys said on the broadcast, uh, to make sure we were able to get at least one of us into victory lane. Well, see, I didn't think it was a block because I knew you were you were really adamant about getting the special paint scheme. He had a uh, happy hour paint scheme on the car. He was yeah, really happy hour about, car. Yeah, he was really adamant about getting that into victory lane. So I didn't think that it was, you know kind of like a it was, was kind of like right hey i gotta win i mean it was both it, it was you know uh first off the happy hour car was great for the fourth of july usa paint team and definitely wanted to get that in victory lane but uh no, no i knew they were you know it was chris uh side of fighting coming with a big run at the top i knew it was a risky block to throw um but i figured you know I, you know once i got out in front of him i was leading the top like you said 
I thought, you know, there for a moment there was a chance that, you know, we were just going to have a good run and it was going to stack me and Jordan side by side because myself and Jordan Martin needed a win to make the playoffs. So if either one of us was able to get to victory lane, it was going to get an extra JBR car into the playoffs. So I was pretty much committed to making sure at least it was going to be one of us. And when I got to the outside there, if we had a run, I was going to race Jordan side by side. And if not, I was just going to continue to try to make sure hearts was, you know, staying on him. And big shout out to Ryan hearts on Monday night too, because he literally pushed Jordan until he was blowing up right out, right at the stripe to take the checkered flag. Uh, so it was really just a team effort all around. Yeah. And, and coming to two to go or, or coming out of turn four with two to go. I looked through back on the points because I'm like, you know, what What if Jordan Martin wins? Let me look through in the points. Uh, 19th heading into the race. I'm like, what? Yeah. What? And it's I, clutch. I, I kind of I, I wanted to see, you know, a driver on the outside of the cutoff win. So that way it would, like, shake things up. So with Garrett Grant uh, the previous week at Nashville, it was like, man, so close to seeing that. And then coming to the white flag, it's like, oh, he's 19th. Huh. We'll see if that works. And. It worked because him, Ryan Hartz, and Adam Caps, they all drove away on the bottom and everybody else tried to get to the front, but they all ended up wrecking. Well, yeah, it was really hard. Some of them did. It was really hard to orchestrate the runs in the cut cars without numbers, right? So, you know, once you had at least three people that were lockstep and committed to each other, you could pretty much control which lane was going to have the momentum and which lane was going to be able to move forward. And that's exactly what happened. Um, there at the end, especially once, you know, you get the cautions out of the way. Like you said, there's some damaged cars. You know, there's a lot more damaged cars, per se, at the end of those things than clean cars. So having three clean cars working together like that really accelerated the run. And then, you know, it, it really just worked. It was a perfect scenario for Jordan and for all of us to, to get it done. And happy for Jordan. He really needed that win to, you know, step up his uh, cup season that he's had. He, he, you know, the first couple of weeks of the season, Hunter, Jordan was still working night shift at the time. So he was, you know, running Daytona with us and he was pulling off lap 20 to go to work. And that continued even to week two, um, which I want to say was auto club, I believe. And uh, same Phoenix. thing there. He could only, or was it Phoenix? Yeah. He could only run the first 20 laps or so before he had to get off. So it put him in a hole early in the season in the points. And he's just been trying to be consistent, climb his way up to that top 20. And then obviously he had to get the win, which he was able to do. He, yeah. He, he got it at the right time. And, who knows what that's going to do for him going into the postseason because it, like, it, it could spark something like we saw last season from uh, drivers like Tyler Holman and Dom DeLeo where they just get hot at the right time, they get that win that they need, and then they just go on a tear in the postseason. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I think it's going to be hard in the, in the Cup Series this season. You got the fastest of the fast. I mean, you got Jake Nichols. You know, we say it every week, those guys that are – uh, regularly named on this show. They're going to be tough to beat, and, and Jordan's really going to have his work cut out for him. But it's good to have Hearts in the playoffs there with him as well uh, for our team. And then outside of that, you know, it's it's a pretty fair fight when you look at the Cup Series playoffs, which we'll get more in touch, uh, you know, with the playoff field a little bit later on in the show. Um, but, yeah, it, it should be a good fight down the stretch. And then Tuesday night, it was a similar kind of situation, Hunter, where we had the, the same top two guys out front there at the end. Yeah, Tuesday night, uh, really uh, really a lot of different leaders. I didn't expect to look through this. We have 44 lead changes, and trying to do the math right now, I believe there were, wow, 19 or 20 different leaders. Gosh, I'm looking through there. Uh, almost all the bonus points were drivers that led a lap. Uh, but, 
yeah, that, 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 that was nuts to see. And I actually got to see the finish of that because I typically work Tuesdays and I kind of can't uh, get a grasp of the truck broadcast. But, I mean, it, two to go, everyone and their mom wrecked behind Ryan Hartz. Yeah, it, it was a tough one. It was one of those races that, you know, ended under yellow, which is never fun. Um, but, again, it was it was Hartz and Jordan were there together at the end and they were able to work together and get uh, the three this time of Hartz out front. Um, and then obviously pushed to the lead right at the right time. And then there was some contact with Jordan, Fambro, and Paul Irvin, Brad Slaughter, where they all kind of went spinning there at the end. And it brought out that caution on the final green white checkered. So it was a bummer end, but it was still good. <laughs> like I said, this is, this is going to sound like the most cocky episode ever. Cause I'm just going to keep talking about JBR, JBR, JBR. But honestly, it was a great night as well for us. We were able to get three trucks in the top five. Uh, Jordan did finish second, but he did get the EOL for that last wreck, which knocked him down the 20th. Um, but either way, you know, regardless, it was a good night. Brad had, man, Brad Slaughter tried to do everything he could to win that race. And he knew, you know, he, he's one of the best when it comes to the plate race and stuff. And, uh, he had a lot of pressure on him. I think that he was wanting to, uh, show that he can, uh, he can make it happen at day. And, you know, if it wasn't for that caution there at the end, it's, it, that race probably looks a lot different in the rundown. Yeah. And if it, if it weren't for that second place finish from Hunter Collier, shout out other Hunter, um, he wouldn't be in the playoffs and he needed that strong run because he was on the outside looking in. It was close between him and a few other drivers, but that second place really propelled him up and now he's going to go hunting for a championship. Yeah, it, it was, it was interesting there at the end. There was, you know, a lot of points battles going on. Danny Ware, unfortunately was one of the guys who was on the wrong end of that. He got caught up in a massive wreck um, where I think I heard he went flipping down the back stretch and that ended his playoff hopes. Unfortunately, and it put him now to the outside of the top 12. Uh, but it was a battle. Like you said, Hunter Collier was the one who got in. James Litzenberger there for a while. He had, you know, he was one of those guys who was looking to make his way into the top 12. But uh, I, I got to give a, a credit to the uh, the whole peak racing team, Hunter Collier, Logan Hartman, Sean Mitchell, um, and Pierce Moffat. Those guys really ran a good race together trying to help, you know, their teammate get into the playoffs and make sure maybe one of them could be in position to win the race. So, they did a good job as far as staying in contention and working together. Yeah, uh, really interesting to see that that truck finish play out. Like, like you said, they all wrecked in turn three and four. Paul Irvin went up into the sky. I don't know if he ever came back down, but um, yeah, it was a it, it was an interesting finish to say the least. And Ryan Hart's got it done. Uh, and that's about it. And we'll we'll go ahead and shift gears now to Thursday night, aka. Not for me anymore. It's Thursday, but it's still Thursday for Jake. The Lodgebox series—they just finished up yeah. their season, uh, their regular season at Talladega. And man, it, we went caution-free for I think the first seventy-three laps or so, seventy-four laps. Uh, a lot of green flag runs in this race. Yeah, and uh, the most interesting thing was it was almost a fuel strategy race, right? We had. The Elwood Designs team, and uh, they had Matthew Rodriguez and uh, Joey Chapman with them. Those six guys pitted um, early on in the run, and they were pretty much committed to two-stopping that race, where the entire rest of the field didn't come in until lap 41, lap 42, right about halfway. And they were going to try the one-stop strategy and save fuel to make it to the end. And it ended up, those Elwood cars were so fast, Hunter, that even with an extra pit stop, they were still in that lead pack with a chance to win. Um, so they made their final stop, and then they got right up in the mix with all the other guys. And then uh, right when that happened is about when we saw that first caution. 
Yeah, and it, it shook things up. Drivers were able to make it uh, to the end on fuel. Then we had another quick caution that uh, brought us to a green-white checker, the only attempt. And this time we were able to uh, run the entire make two laps. Yeah, they were able to make it to the white, and then uh, all, all hell broke loose. Jose Ruiz, like, flipped into the infield. I, I still don't know where he is. Jordan Martin, yeah. uh he died for his sins and just flipped as well. Uh, they wrecked again in turn four. And then they wrecked in the tri-oval with Scioli crashing into the inside wall after a bump. And it was teammate on teammate, Ron. It was great. It was. Yep. Yeah, Garrett Grant moved down and he, he lost in the tri-oval. He didn't get any contact. He lost it and went down into the seven. And that opened the door for none other than Ryan Swan grabbing the victory. Man, I, I, I can't get over how good of a finish that was and how how good of a win that ryan swan needed yeah i mean he he did a good job trying to survive there at the end there, there was a lot of chaos in those last two laps and the last lap in particular but uh swan did a good job he was getting the push on the top from from jose ruiz and honestly one of the things that benefited him the most was he had a clean race car and so did the guy pushing him the 23 of jose ruiz and those guys got linked up. He was able to get a run going, and then the, the wrecks just happened perfectly behind Swan to where it was pretty much down to him and and, and uh, Scioli coming out of turn four. He got outside of him, and he was going to beat Scioli heads up, and then all of a sudden you see this five car of Garrett Grant coming with a head of steam, and you mentioned that he wasn't able to make the move stick. Lost it in the trial, ended up hitting his own teammate at James Scioli and taking him out um, and just pretty much landing that win right in Ryan Swan's lap, but... Man, Hunter, it was, it was a JBR car on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday night going to victory lane, which is definitely the first time our team's ever had that happen. And to do it at a track like Talladega, where there's a lot of luck involved, is, is pretty crazy to think that we were able to somehow sweep the week. And um, I'm the only driver on our cup and truck team that did not get a win this week, Hunter. All four of us, all the other three got a win. I was, I was not so lucky. I was the one who was kind of stuck, mired back in the pack, blocking for him. Well, it would have been a little fishy if the uh jacob bell machine was able to win one of the area races would be like wait a minute something's going on here but that's what i that's that's what i said when i got the poll on monday i said they, <laughs> they gave me the dale jr restrictor play where it's just faster than everybody else's because they they think i'm the fat fan favorite or something so that that was maybe you might be right hunter maybe there was some fishiness going on that uh, allowed our cars to be so so good this week but honestly it really does come down to luck and teamwork there at the end which we did a good job of and i don't know on swan's case man it, it was pretty it was pretty chaotic i mean look at that top five ryan swan first dustin carroll second that's got to be his first top five of the season adam caps yep. is third i believe that's his first top five of the season garrett grant was fourth after the wreck and then ed morris senior finished fifth definitely his first top five of the season and i think his best finish of his career so yeah, that's just that's just Dega, man. That's the way it goes. Yeah, and I said it on the broadcast. You know, it it was a rough go for for Ryan Swan. He had internet issues at Nashville on the Cup side of things, which is what he kind of shifted his focus to for uh, uh, the playoffs because he was close to making the playoffs. There had internet issues and just lagged him out, put him in a pickle for Talladega and missed it by a few points. Gosh, that, that was rough to, to see him go through that. And then the trucks, which is heading into the season, that's what he wanted to do. Like, that's the points they wanted to go after for the trucks, and it just didn't work out there. But uh, good to see the weekend end on a high note for Ryan Swan. 
Yep, yep. And you mentioned the playoffs, and we're going to get into the playoffs a little bit later on. We're going to look at the playoff field for each series, kind of break it down, and uh, maybe make some predictions for the final fours. Uh, but now, Hunter, let's let's actually jump over to our interview with Adam Caps. I think this is going to be a fun conversation. I, I was looking forward to get him on the podcast. He's a big part of the league, obviously, and he's also coming off of two podium finishes. Yeah, it's uh, it's a really good time to be Adam Caps. Uh, like you said, solid run, third place Monday night, third place Thursday night. Um, really interesting to hear uh, all about Adam and see how this goes. And welcome back, everybody. We are now joined by the one and only owner of Elite Entertainment and Elite Entertainment Racing, uh, Mr. Adam Caps. Adam, good week so far at Talladega for you, man. How you feeling? Uh, I was feeling good coming into the night. It was more of a heartbreak for me tonight than, than anything. I think finishing third. Yeah. yeah, you did have you did have the playoff battle that you were trying to get into, but I mean. Still got a third out of it. Talk us through that race tonight, man. It was kind of wild to watch. Well, at the beginning of the race, we were thinking about running up front. You know, Dom and uh, Greg jumped in with us today and with us. And uh, we were all talking about strategy. And we were like, eh, we're going to run up in the middle and then the front. And then we were like, let's go to the high side. And then, uh, I don't miss bad, but Santos got up there and I was like, yeah, we're just going to, I was like, I'm just going to fall to the back and run in the very back for a little while until this all settles out. And actually nothing happened. Santos really did a good job tonight. And uh, we ran through a lot of green flag laps, which I was really shocked. Yeah. Hunter, you, you were up in the broadcast booth tonight watching that whole thing. I mean, that, that, that race was hectic there, you know, cause we, we were a little worried that it was going to come down to fuel strategy there for a little bit. We thought, and then all of a sudden those cautions started falling at the end and here comes the 55. Um, Hunter, was there anything you noticed up there in the booth tonight? Um, I noticed that David Weishart's favorite way to decide a race was coming into play, uh, fuel mileage. Uh, everyone knows that he's a big fuel mileage guy, especially at Talladega. Um, but, you know, I, I really noticed, um, well, trying to notice the 55 because in the pre-race I was looking through, I was like, man, this paint scheme's great. And, Adam was like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure I get this up to the front. and Because it was originally going to be Shane Wolf's paint scheme. Uh, and uh, Adam, I think you can elaborate a little bit on uh, what, what we mean by that. <laughs> well, James asked Jacob earlier this week if he could run tonight. And Jacob was like, yeah, you can run. So Shane Wolf spent the day himself a car. And then he was like, have you ran yet? And so, no, he hadn't ran. So he had to give me the paint scheme. I was like, I'll run it since you spent all day painting it. Yeah, they look good. Out, it looked good out there. <laughs> yeah, got up to the front. So, was looking at uh, some of the questions we had written down. Kind of wanted to to kind of dive in a little bit more on your background and stuff. And uh, one of the things that was suggested, and I kind of alluded to it earlier with the elite entertainment. Um, you're obviously kind of uh, you know a, a business owner in a couple different um, ventures, I would say. So, talk us through what what are you doing outside of the high race and stuff, man. Well, Elite Entertainment, I started back in, I don't know, we probably started in 2008. I guess I started DJ, and I was, uh, actually, I won a karaoke contest. It's funny how that all started. I won a karaoke contest. They asked if I would be interested in becoming a DJ, and I was like, yeah, sure. So I worked for that company and got trained up, and I was like, well, I can make more money out on my own, and then the creation of Elite Entertainment came in, and 
it's grew from there where we went before COVID, pre-COVID, we were doing 50 shows a week and we had about 15 employees that worked for us. And then after COVID hit, we kind of slowed down on that. We went to zero shows because everything got shut down, especially in the bar industry. They really killed the bar industry with COVID. Like it was, especially in North Carolina, Roy Cooper really tried to make sure the bar industry suffered. Um, so after that, we, uh, my wife and I bought a bar in Black Mountain, and uh, it was called Silverados. It's still there. It's a music venue in Black Mountain, North Carolina, and we sold out to a guy there because we found another opportunity in Bristol, Tennessee, right beside the Bristol Motor Speedway, which was Thunder Valley Tavern, and we bought it and ran it for about a year and a half. And then um, the property that the we leased got sold, and the owners did not like us being there with a bar. He didn't want a bar on his property after he bought it. And he gave us the option that we could continue our lease or we, he would let us out. And he made it clear that he didn't want us there. So we chose to just sell out and leave that completely. And, I, and at that time, I thought I wanted out of the whole bar business for a minute. And then we got into the, then we started CNC logging back and got into that. And I learned real quick, I hated that. It took about six months of that. I hated it. And uh, we uh, sold out of that last, two weeks ago, I think. And yep. now we're back DJing full-time with Elite Entertainment, really trying to push that and grow that. We've got Shane Wolf and a couple of other people that work for me doing that now. And hopefully that does well. And then I still own a, also own a truck, so I have a tractor and trailer out on the road with a driver in it every day, making me some money like that too. It's a lot of different things. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out I try to do a lot of different things, Shout out to DJ Post Malone there in the in the yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks like Post Malone before he got famous. I don't know why they look so similar. <laughs> well, I last, was gonna go ahead. Last night was his second show ever. He was super nervous, and we were giving him all kinds of of, of you can you can say him. shit. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Well, all right. We were giving him all kinds of shit. We were all sitting at the front table just messing with him the whole night, just talking shit to him about how he was being too shy. I'm like, dude, you talk all this trash on iRacing. Why can't I said just talk? It's a lot different. It's a lot different. Well, I was gonna ask you because you mentioned the Thunder Valley Tavern, and I've heard stories from one of our guys, Ryan Swan, who's actually been there and didn't even know you were the owner at the time. Actually, I don't even think we knew each other at the time when he was there. Uh, what was it like owning a freaking bar right next to Bristol? Man, during race week, it was absolutely insane. Like you're talking three, four hundred people in every day through race week. And it was uh, so hard to keep up with who was in there because, you know, those guys, when they come to Bristol and they start camping, they're, ugh, they're, they're there to get in trouble. So it was, yeah. definitely a, it was a lot of hell, but we did a really good, you know, that's how we kind of got introduced to you guys. You know, Shane Wolf ran in the late model series in extreme with you guys. And he ran the Thunder Valley Tavern car. I sponsored him. And this is way before I even got into iRacing. I had an iRacing account, but I never raced because, we came from NASCAR heat on Xbox and there was a bunch of us that all came over. Jeremy Horn actually talked us into it and I hated it because you had to run in car and I ran the chase view on NASCAR heat. So I never really got into it until Shane Wolf was like, man, there's new, uh, new things starting up. It's like, you come talk to these guys. They're really awesome. It's cause area I racing, go look at on, look online. So we all threw a team together like quick. I think it was the third week of, before we even got in on season one and you know we just i fell in love with it then and i was like man i want to i want to be as involved in this as i can 
man, I've been in a lot of leagues and none of them run as, I know we have our little bit of issues here and there, but none of them run like this league does. Well, and I think that's funny because I don't think Hunter was even aware of that. But when we were doing that late model series, Hunter, like, like Caps was just saying, you know, he was a sponsor at the time for James in that number one late model. And that was it. And then that's kind of, it's just funny how, you know, the situation kind of started to progress from there. Um, and then you mentioned that you were just kind of getting into iRacing at the time. What were your first couple of weeks on iRacing like when you actually made the jump to, to doing it full time? <laughs> Uh, was the was the league was area your first few you know actual races yeah, you were doing? We had done, I'd done a couple of like officials. We just all of us guys that came over. There was a bunch of us. Like most of the transcendent guys, all of the you know audible guys, and now the elite. Most of us came together. We've been been together for probably ten years. We all you know we hang out in real life because we all live within like an hour or two of each other. So Shane Wolf talked us all into coming to area. We left a league called NNR at the time that was trying to make the transition from Xbox to iRacing. And it just, it's hard to transition a league that's been in Xbox for so long to iRacing. It was just a complete change of scene. And it just, it didn't hold together. And then after about halfway through that first season, you guys had just started. And we all bailed on NNR to come join area about halfway through the middle of the season because Nicholas Broman at the time was dominating. He was like Jake Nichols of NNR mm. and he was, he was just taking every one of the school every day. And we are like, yeah, we don't, yeah, this isn't very fun. <laughs> yeah. Roman actually, he raced a little bit over in uh, extreme motorsports at our time when we were there in the truck series, I want to say. So definitely a familiar name. Um, but you mentioned that, you know, the area is, is kind of like your first full out venture. And now you got, uh, your own team, and, and for a little bit there last season, you had two teams running in the Arca Series. You had Vader Motorsports, and then, uh, you know, uh, I guess it was Audible at the time was your other team. Uh, but now you went full out. You got a team in all three series, uh, the Cup, the Trucks, the Xfinity Cars. How did you get that team together? You got guys like Cameron Hearn now driving for you, guys like Travis Beckner, James Shanewolf. Uh, how did that team all come together, and, you know, what, what kind of made everything – what was the glue that made everything stick and, and make you want to commit to it? Honestly, Shane Wolf, he was the real recruiter behind it. I, I'm just basically, he was the recruiter and I was the money. <laughs> that's kind of how that works. I mean, and that's really how it works. So we're kind of a team effort on as far as we kind of co-own and run the team. I let him do more of the talking. He's he's better at those kind of things than I am. And, and you know, we begged. Actually, I think I recruited Cameron because I've. I'd heard he was leaving VRA, and we were all like, well, we need somebody that runs fast. We want to be – I wanted to be – man, I'm super competitive, so I wanted to be a contender for all the championships. That was our goal, was to compete. And so we went hard after Cameron, and we were competing with two other teams at the time, and I don't even know that people even know that Transcendent was chasing him hard, and then Wiseheart had offered him a ride that I'd heard of. And I, I, I thought we were going to lose him to Wiseheart. Um, I didn't think that Transcendent thing would work out because of his – on-track incidents with one of the drivers there, I figured that would deter him from – I figured that would give us a better shot. And All then right. Chain Wolf's always been with us. So, And then Jeremy Warren came. Like I said, we raced with these guys on Xbox, like Muffin, or, and they all – and he was easy. He was actually talking to Dom DeLeo about running for him, and then Chain Wolf reached out to Muffin about running for us. So he ended up committing to us because we've been friends for so long. And then Rick Christensen came with Cameron. 
and then Beckner just kind of fell into our lap. I don't know yeah. how that happened. We're, we're still trying to figure out how Beckner got here, but he got here. And, you know, I was <laughs> I was so mad at that kid Tuesday night. Man, I was pissed. I was livid because he pushed me from the left rear and turned me, and I thought I had a good truck. Like, I look forward to these tracks. Like, you know, the, I know you hear Brad and Ryan all talking about how, you know, they like the, the – restrictor plate tracks but i'm like i love them too i just don't i don't feel like i have any room to talk any kind of shit though oh everywhere else <laughs> i racing has been a huge learning curve for me like i said we started there i kind of like same situation with don belio i'd throw in stuff together those first few weeks we had i had a little i think a g29 set up and it was bolted to my desk and with a single screen that's how i started on a laptop i didn't even have a pc at and when we first started, I was using a gaming lab. And now it's built up. I think I, I would hate to say how much I've got invested in this to yeah. be as slow as I am. I think I'm yeah. 10, I'm around 10, 10 grand in. Holy shit. No, yeah. Still slow. <laughs> no, Hunter, I was letting you jump in. I thought you had a question oh. lined up there. Well, no, I was just going to talk to him about the uh, the playoffs because Aria's got an off week next week, and then it's the playoffs. You got two drivers in Cup going to go at it with Cameron Hearn and Ed Robertson. Got a good group of truck drivers here going at it. Didn't realize that you had Paul Irvin, Cameron Hearn, James Shanewolf. Uh, all three of those guys have been solid in the trucks. And then going over to Lodge Box, you got Cameron Hearn, you got Beckner, you got Rick Christensen. Uh, what, what's the outcome that we are going to see from the elite guys in the playoffs? Well, hopefully we all pick up and get out of our bad luck. I feel like we've had, well, Rick has definitely had the worst luck of all of us. That, that that's guy a, is just, that's he's, always with Rick Christensen. He's, for whatever he's, had a, he's had a rough, rough season and he was almost ready to quit. And we, you know, he was, he even stopped running trucks because it was so, he just got so discouraged and we, Cameron and James really helped. I talked to him and was like, yeah, you know, keep going. You know, and a lot of people don't know that side of Cameron. They see the smart-ass texting guy in the group, and I think a lot of people don't understand his dry sense of humor because he's really not that big of a dick. He's just got a very dry sense of humor, and we all think it's funny because we're in there with him, and we hear him laugh when he's, you know, typing this stuff out. And I think he gets he, – he rubs people the wrong way. Because they don't see, they just don't know him. I guess I've really learned well, to our group. Our group is a bunch of the misfits. I think though we're the <laughs> we're not the the, the the the. I think you know Wisehearts like in Elwood, they're the professional groups. Like and then we're, we're over here. We're just the, the group of assholes. Trust that, me, I have my my Cameron Hearn questions lined up for a little bit later. <laughs> I figured those were coming. <laughs> no, but that's we. You know, it's been a blast learning how to do this, and I really want to be more involved, actually. Like, I, I have so much that I want to do to help. Make, like I told you yesterday in chat in a private message, I want to be part of the solution. I want to mm -hmm. make sure we do things to be, you know, what we can do to help you and make it better and make the whole yeah. league great. Yeah, you know, I, I tell you know everybody that uh, when we get into those kind of when we get into those kind of conversations that you know the goal the goals I do have for the league are very very high and like outlandish to some people and rightfully so. But uh, I, I do think that we legitimately have the right core, the right community to do some pretty spectacular things. And I think you know even this broadcast coming up, the new broadcast that's coming, 
is going to be such a, a game changer and a step in the right direction. And then we just got to, we got to keep these people together, man. And sometimes it does get tough. I mean, we just had our own little, <laughs> our own little week with, you know, Cameron, the Cameron Hearn tornado kind of ripped through a lot of people that we were talking right. to yesterday. So it happens, uh, but trying to keep the whole group together is a lot of times I feel like more important than, you know, trying to, to cater to, to one person or, you know, just a couple of people. A lot of times it's, it's a lot about the bigger group. Um, you did kind of skirt Hunter's question about the playoff goals, though. What's it looking like for Elite? <laughs> well, <laughs> honestly, I think our, our number one goal is to try to win the Truck Series Team Championship and this, the Driver Championship if we can. I feel like that's where we're the strongest at. We got, you know, Cameron, James, and Paul, and they're they're super fast. Cameron and James drive the same way a lot. They're very much similar in driving styles. So I think that having Cameron here this season has really helped James get a little bit better, even though the results don't show because we've had bad luck. And then Paul, on the other hand, he's more he's more consistent than those two. Right. James and Cameron are on balls out. Like, we're going to win or we're going to wreck it. Mm. <laughs> Same with Beckner. He's the same way, but we're working on that with him. Yeah. Hey, you think uh, about it. They're all three at like different phases of their life too. So it's kind of right. like Cameron Jr. And then Cameron Jr. Jr. With Beckner. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah. So, and then Paul's real smooth. I think, I, I really think Paul's going to be the shocker in the truck series for everybody. Me too. I do he's, agree he's with you. Super, super consistent. And I think that's going to go a long way. I hate that we're losing him next year. We bagged him. He's oh, going to darn, are we news to... dropping? Are we news oh, dropping I, on the yeah. podcast? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess we might as well now. I mean, he's Hunter, uh, get he's... the notepad out. I'm writing it down. <laughs> Paul Irvin has signed with uh, Darnell for Truck Series next season, and uh, I don't know if Darnell has other plans as far as the Cup or Xfinity, but it, either way, Paul will always be welcome to run with us if he wants to run Cup. He's more than welcome. I hate that we're losing him. We really. Hey, man, I hate losing that consistency. Uh, yeah, I mean, Darnell's getting a good one. I mean, Paul yeah. was borderline for regular sure. season champion we're, in trucks. We're basically trading Paul for uh, Justin Anasogok, and that's basically kind of how that worked. And I think uh, I'm not going to news drop on anything else on that subject <laughs> until later. <laughs> but that's, that's the way that it's looking right now. And, you know, and all of us are all – we've all met and hung out and been friends in real life, like Darnell and – all of them have all come to my bar at Thunder Valley Tavern. Right. Uh, Matt, Matt Cochran, and they've all hung out. Dustin Carroll. I think our teams are going to look significantly different next season. I think we're uh, – I don't I don't know what our cup team is going to look like, but our truck team, I think you're, you're going to see Shane Wolf and I be consistently running off, off all the series that are there. I think we talked about that a lot last night, about how we're both going to have to commit if we're going to really keep – our team going, even though I'm not very, I, I, I feel like I'm getting faster and I hope, I hope that I'm getting there and I hope I'm getting, you know, I know when I first started the league, drivers didn't like to drive around me because I was a little bit, but again, I was just learning. Like I was, right. I was, it was all new to me. So I think that they don't, they don't know that backstory behind that, that like I haven't been racing like they have, like, you know, it's been a, a quite a different situation. I mean, for me if you put a lot of these people in your scenario where they're in their first few months on the service, it's not going to be a pretty sight. So I think you've done, you've done well considering like after, you said, your background. After we jumped in the next gen cars uh, and you know, we had that, I had a really rough race at Phoenix and I think I caused two, uh, two cautions at that race. And you know, I felt so bad. I felt guilty about it. I was like, man, if I can't do better than that, I'm going to quit. Like I, 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 our whole team talked about it. I was like, I was, it really bothers me that 
I don't do well and I, I don't like wrecking and bringing out cautions. I don't like being that guy. Mm-hmm. So I really tried to concentrate on getting better with the car, not so much trying to be fast and pass people. Is just more consistent, holding a better line, you know, racing smarter. Well, uh, going back to the uh, the Paul Irvin news that you dropped too, you know, I, I not to get ultra into the you know mindset of everything and and kind of where he's at, but you mentioned that you already have you know James and and Cameron too absolute beast on the team that are going to be running up front and running hard you know how much do you think for for someone like Paul Irvin that it you know went into his mind that if he goes to a team like Darnell uh, especially losing one of their better drivers with Justin Anasogok that he can be kind of their top dog and be the lead guy over there instead of having to play sometimes third or fourth fiddle right. over with elite I think that's his appeal I think he like I think he wants that we kind of talked about that a little bit he wants to be the top driver, and I, I understand that. Hell, I, all of us do. Um, so I think. Well, that was and you gotta—I hate to cut you off, but you also gotta remember, maybe from Paul's mindset here, he's like, "What the hell? You know, I'm running. I've been first in the Truck Series Championship for most of this season, and everybody talks about Elite, and they're going to talk about Cameron Hearn and James Shanewolf, and not mention Paul Irvin. You know, right, right. And, and I, I think it's a good opportunity for him. I, I hate, again, we hate to lose him. We really didn't want to. But I, I think for him, it's it's going to be – and it's great for Darnell because yeah. they're going to get a consistent driver that, you know, I feel like they kind of struggle with that a little bit. And, again, they all came over – we all came over from the same league of NNR. And I think that they're they, – Darnell came in with expectations of, of that this was going to be like NNR. And then in reality, this is – again, like you say, it's it's the next league in iRacing behind the Coke Series. and. I don't we know if we're there yet, but I want to get there. That we're is the low. Like, but our competitiveness is yes. significantly higher than an average most, league, for sure. Than average leagues. So, you know, in the Cup Series, it's hard to outrun Jake Nichols. I mean, yep. hell, I was proud to outrun him at Talladega. Like, it was. <laughs> hey. It's, and then our Cup points. So, in our Cup points, uh, you, we got Muffin, who's also super consistent. Muffin has very much helped me this year. Probably, Muffin is Ed Robertson for the viewers. Right, Ed <laughs> Robertson, right. So, you know, Shane Wolf and Hearn drive very aggressively. And I can't, when they, you know, they tried their best to help me as far as setups and things like that. But the reason I started running so much better in the last few weeks, such as like Charlotte, and then here is Muffin helped me set up the car for long runs. You know, instead of running a 12 or 10 to 1 ratio like I was, like those guys do, I've been jacking it up to 16 to 1 and running a lot lower, um, you know, brake bias. Mm-hmm. And and for me, like at Charlotte, it was, it really come to life after about 15 laps. And that's, you know, I was really fast in the trucks too. I think people just didn't notice it because I got into it with uh, Logan Hartman. Is that, is that right? Yep. Yep. That's Logan. Um, I had a, again, I, my truck was set up for long run, so I was slow and he, he, he just drove in on me and knocked me out of the way and he was pretty deliberate about it. And I was, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm tired of getting ran over. I think people think that I'm just because I'm slow, I'm not getting better. And I was like, I'm going to wreck this guy's shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we went at it for a lap or two and we both wrecked and put our, ended both our days and we both settled it. I think, you know, David called us up to the admin and I was like, man, I'm good. I, I don't have no problem with the kid. I was like, hey, you know, I'm over it. I, I hope he is too, and and you can tell him I apologize. We still haven't talked, but I, I sent word that I was like, you know, no no hard feelings. I'm I'm over that. I don't want to get caught up in that each week, but I feel like I would have been pretty decent at Charlotte in the trucks there, especially. I mean, 
like I said, Muffin just really helped me try to learn to control my car on long runs where I wouldn't burn my stuff up. Right. And I know that's shocking for a lot of drivers. I hear them all, you know, you know, I kind of approach the, I hate to bring up the approach, the, the broadcast that was up from, I think it was at Nashville. And, uh, you know, somebody had said that there's no damn way that was Adam Capps driving that car at Charlotte. Oh, come on. We, we got to call it out. <laughs> oh, no. Who was I mean, it? Yeah, everybody knows. Everybody knew what it was. Everybody in the chat, no, uh, Wisehart said that. that was, there we go. It, really, it, really, it, it bothered me. Like, it bothered me. And I, I overreacted without initially. I should have went to him in private. And so we kind of had it out a little bit. And hopefully, I, I don't have any hard feelings after we sat down and talked for a minute. And, you know, but I, after that, I want to prove it. Like, I came into this re- this week that I was going to win all three damn races just to show everybody. Like, it's me. Like, you know, it's I wanted to run well, and I'm glad I did. I know that Talladega is a little bit different, but, like, even at Nashville, and the, the Xfinity cars really have fit my style, which is shocking more to me now because I didn't think I would like them at all. I thought I would be better in the, the trucks. And uh, the Xfinity cars have really fit my racing style. And at Nashville – the only reason that I was in the back was because on the restart, I got under Carter Coop somewhere around 14th place, 15th place at the time. And it was the last restart. And I, I got really loose coming off four on like the second lap of the restart. And I went through the grass and I lost, I fell to 28th position, like eight seconds back off of Dustin Carroll in 27. I ended up finishing 17th, running that all back down. And I was like, see, and they were like, there was no way it was him in the Charlotte car. I was like, I was just as fast at Nashville in the Xfinity cars. It just, you just didn't see it because we didn't have any cautions, so I could get right. back up there and try to compete. Like I felt like I was there. Like, but th- and then the Roval, I mean, uh, Coda, that don't even count because I can't, I can't get out of my own way unless the road. Yeah, the road courses are tough. The road courses are tough. <laughs> they courses they, are they tough. kill me. I was my goal at Dakota was just finish. That was that was honestly my goal. I knew I was going to run last. On all three series, I was like, just finish. That was my mm-hmm. goal. Well, and Jake he, Nichols was so kind to let me finish on the lead lap in the Cup Series at Cup. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've had three different owners on, I believe, at this point. We had David Wisehart, we've had Dom DeLeo, and now we have Adam Caps. And we asked all three of them, um, you know, what, what do you like about being a team owner? What makes it different? What makes it enjoyable? Um, you know, what aspects of, of being the team owner do you enjoy? Um. For me, uh, I have a very alpha controlling personality. I like owning my own businesses. I like, so for me, it was an instant fit, like being the team owner, because I, the, I enjoy that part of it. And I don't mean it like in a bad way that I have that. It's just who I am. and what I, It's my personality. So it really fits the team ownerness. And I've been around racing my whole life. My dad raced, uh, you know, uh, super street stocks my whole gr- life growing up. Then he went into at that time, it was called Super Late Models, which I guess that's the crate cars now or whatever they are. Um, they were quite different than what they are now. So I've been around racing my whole life. I was a huge Jeff Gordon fan as a kid. I remember watching him. And then I um, started watching Jimmy Johnson. And the reason I switched from Jeff Gordon to Jimmy Johnson was was when Johnson was on the 92 Exeteran car, my cousin was the tire changer for him then. And that's how I became a Jimmy Johnson fan. So. Well, Hunter. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got off. I got off pace there about uh, being uh, a team owner. My fault. I was going to say. I just, uh, well, I was going to say uh, it's uh, interesting. Well, I didn't know when you were, when you switched. I thought you were going to say, "Oh, well, when he won his first championship, I was like, oh, that's cool.' That's what I thought you were going to say. But I didn't realize that's actually pretty neat. 
Um, it's kind of like a similar way with uh, for Jake and I for for Ryan C because we had a we, well, we still talked to him. Our friend Mason from Xbox days we didn't realize that he was uh, in relation to like uh, Ryan C and like you know they were like cousins and this was back in 2014 that and that was before he had the uh, third place finish at Daytona when we saw that. For me, I was like, whoa. He got third. He's cl- he's gonna be close to winning. I'm I'm a fan, and I, I've basically been a fan since then of of Ryan Sieg and now Kyle Sieg. But uh, you know that's neat that there's connections within you know the motorsports uh, industry and whatnot. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean that that my connection to that was what well, I didn't I didn't mean to veer off subject of what got me. <laughs> yeah. Was the connection was I've been huge NASCAR fan my whole life. Right. From the time I was a kid. You know what's crazy, though, is I'm such a NASCAR fan, and my kid back here, who you probably hear screaming in the background, he, he, he could care less about racing. And I beg him, I'm like, man, please just get on here and race with me. I was like, once you get into this, get into this area of racing and just practice with us. You don't even have to race. Just practice. And I was like, I'm telling you, you'll love it once you start doing it. And he loves video games. He just doesn't like iRacing. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a different approach, right? I mean the i racing stuff, it's it's you know simulation technically. It's so the whole video game comparison a lot of times is kind of lost. I feel like especially with like the younger generation. I'm not sure how old your son is, but it doesn't really feel you know for, for me or for a lot of people. I feel like at least I got into i racing. It wasn't really more so like picking up another video game. It was hey, I really like racing, and this is as close as I can get to the real damn thing. You know, I wanted to get this i racing stuff. It was when I saw Dale Jr. running the, the Coke series or whatever. I thought that was cool. That's kind of what got me into it. So I feel like for a lot of people, it's like not really something for like just like the average gamer, you know, working in a gaming company too. I feel like even when I tell, you know, clients or whoever we're working with at the time, like, hey, you know, I'm a big into sports gaming and iRacing. It doesn't really, doesn't really click, it feels like, with most people that are just kind of your average right. gamer per se. Um, but no, that's, that is interesting. Like you, like Hunter was kind of alluding to there, how you had your, your cousin, uh, was a tire changer for Jimmy Johnson in the past. Um, the other three team owners we had, they, they dropped a little bit of news about season three plans. As far as, you know, Dom DeLeo said, uh, Fizikas Motorsports was looking to expand into the Xfinity series. Uh, David Weishart said he's looking to run it back with his team. Is there any kind of news you got that you want to drop before we, uh, before well, we wrap he, the interview? I was going to say he already did that. Uh, other than the Paul Irvin news. <laughs> Other than Paul Irvin. Uh, we definitely intend on running all three series again. I definitely want to keep that consistency for the league. I feel like consistency with the teams is going to be important for drawing new people. I really want to draw, like a, like we were talking about, people don't understand. Like A lot of our drivers and, and listeners probably don't understand how much time we put into this. Like I, What was it? Yesterday we put in three or four hours between the team owners talking about things that we could do better Yeah. or things that, you know, it, not even nothing that necessarily needs to be done better, but what we can do to attract new new people to come in, new teams, and how we can keep the teams that are a little bit aggravated right now. Like, I really am going to – I want to – for me, it bothered me when, you know, uh, Garrett Grant was like, I don't know if I'm going to bring another team back next year because of all the shit that's gone down. And I'm like, man, I hope he doesn't do that. We were Garrett talking Heath, about Garrett Heath, you're right. Um, I was like talking to Shane Wolf about it last night. I was like, hopefully he comes back. I was like, man, we I don't want people to feel like they they need to leave. Like I want to help people want to be help stay and have our teams right. here. The more teams we have, the more competitive it's going to be, and right. the more people we're going to draw. A hundred percent. I hope he listens. Generate... To this and, I hope he listens and knows that I want him to come back with a team. <laughs> 
Well, you're right though. The the teams are what generates the interest and what's it's what generates, you know, drivers coming back, uh viewers coming back and you know, building a brand is is a lot of it's through teams because that's where you get, you know, your best drivers from more times than not. And you know, it's funny, Hunter, that he he's kind of referring to that that conversation we had. That was as virtually, I guess, behind closed doors as you as you could get. It was in a private team owner chat. The only people that had access were people that were either a team owner or I don't even think actually I don't even think admins had access. So it was strictly team owners. And I mean we had Alan Elwood, David Weishart, Adam Caps, myself, Joe Darnell, um, Dom DeLeo were going literally for probably four or five hours straight, just bouncing off ideas off of each other, really constructive like workroom of sorts. And like like DeLeo said, he was like, Well, this completely derailed my my afternoon of work because it was from 12 p.m my time to no joke like 4 p.m which for you guys i guess would have been 3 p.m to you know 8 p.m so it, it was a lot of a lot of good conversation yesterday but i do feel like you're right that it um well it looks like we lost caps actually this is a sec- this is the second time we've had somebody drop in the middle of an interview yeah i'm i'm, I'm not sure why um but you know it was good to get a get little more than i'll it will be back. Okay, I was gonna say it was good to get to know Adam Caps a little more and everything. But I didn't know that he owned uh, what was it the the thing by Bristol. I already forgot the name. Thunder Valley Tavern. That's what it was. I didn't realize that he owned that. Yeah, no, he he's owned a lot of different companies. So he and you know, or he's a, a part of, I should say at least, uh, CNC Logging, the truck series sponsor, is Adam Caps' business. OE Entertainment. Also, Adam Caps' business. We're, we're still working on trying to get him back in here, guys. He dropped out of the interview in the middle of that for some reason. Um, so we're kind of stalling a little bit to see if we can get him back. If not, uh, we can wrap it up because I mean, we, we had been talking to him for a while now. But, yeah, no, he, it, it's a good – you know, it, it's good to have that that constructive workroom that I was kind of talking about. I think he just dropped out of Discord too. So he, he's probably having some issues. But, uh, but yeah, no, that team owner chat yesterday, Hunter, was was pretty crazy to, to get that many people involved and uh, – We'll, we'll see if we can get Adam back. If not, though, we'll go ahead and cut it here and uh, move on to our next part here. Okay, actually, change up. We, we are back with Adam Caps. Internet crashed in the middle of the episode there, so that was pretty historic there, Caps. But we were just kind of talking about that whole team owner chat we had yesterday, and you were just mentioning Dom DeLeo and how your opinion kind of changed there with him. Yeah, after, you know, last season in the ARCA cars, I think it was one of the last race, a Michigan race where he he drove in under Shane Wolf and knocked him into the wall and to win the race, which I get, you're, you're winning the race. So from that moment on, we were all like, eh, Shane Wolf's like, I'm going to eventually get this guy back for that. It's just time. It's going to happen. And then, you know, yesterday we all sat in there and talked for three or four hours and we, you know, changed our whole, it changed my whole opinion on him. And I, I think, I mean, what a, what a good dude. I was like, damn, actually, and then he reached out today and he was like, hey, can we race with you? And I was like, well, that's awesome. So, I mean, I hope that those conversations that we have between team owners change everyone's opinions about each other. Yeah. What, I mean, and, and know, that's I feel what like I a lot of people don't, I feel like a lot of the team owners don't see that. I feel like we all, you know, we see the racing aspect, but we don't see the, the person themselves. You know, we don't get to talk to each other like that. I feel like there might have been some, you know, hard feelings or animosity between a couple of other guys, the way they felt about me. And I hope that that kind of changed too with those other two team owners who I felt that, that kind of felt that way about me. And I hope, you know, that's, that's the things that are going to have to happen for us to keep growing. 
Yeah. And I tell everybody, even the new guys, like, man, I'm telling you, if you guys just jump in that Discord call where you see 10, 15 people, because all, all we're doing is sitting there talking shit, having a good time. You know what I mean? And it, when those people start joining and they start hanging around more and more, they just kind of merge into the community if that makes sense and it's like all of a sudden they're just one of the one of the one of the guys pretty much and they they fit right in they race good on the track everybody gets along with them and that's kind of what you're alluding to same aspect with the team owner room and how that conversation went i feel like it's a very friendly community and it is welcoming but sometimes it's probably a little gets, rigid at first to get into <laughs> it gets competitive and and you know there's things that i've done that i regret like for instance last season we were all very close but our our competitiveness between transcendent and which was one mine last season and then uh, audible our competitiveness got us into a huge argument in a separate discord and we all stopped talking and all but quit become and all were not friends anymore and you know and after i've i've kind of tried to calm down a little bit on this and a lot of it was probably my fault on that whole separation but i feel like now if i had it to do over again i would handle that situation differently from just what i've learned being here for two seasons yeah yeah i'm with you on that man but uh all right well hey it, it was a good interview lasted about <laughs> i think i don't even know we, we had <laughs> i'm sorry yeah i like to talk my fault it was no uh, no okay it, it was good it was at least yeah it was at least half an hour with two different recordings so we'll have to get, get in there and, and put that both together um, internet dropping out. We had some adversity, but hey, we, we made it through, which is what really awesome. counts in the end. <laughs> but uh, Adam, appreciate you hopping in here, man. Like I said, off the heels of a good run at Talladega this week. Like you said, unfortunately, wasn't wasn't a playoff winning race, but at least <laughs> yeah. you're able to, to get That's that a, top five. So how serious this is for a lot of us. I was in the cool down and the, the broadcast waiting to be pulled up. I actually cried because I wanted in those points that bad. Damn. Damn, <laughs> that's seeing people don't understand how serious this is. It's not just a, it's not a video game for those people who don't understand that they're like, you guys are crazy spending that kind of money. Like this is a lot for a lot of us. Really enjoy it. It's our passion and what we do. Yep. Well, like I said, man, you're, you're welcome back on any time, and I appreciate you being as, as involved in the league as you are, sponsoring you know, the truck series with CNC Logging and then the Cup series with Elite. Uh, you, you've obviously been a big part of, of our growth as well. So uh, a big thanks, man, for, for everything you've done. Absolutely. You guys are welcome. That interview with Adam Caps was brought to you by AreaIRacing.shop. Fans, be sure to check out AreaIRacing.shop for merch. Uh, we don't have any Adam Caps merch just yet, but I believe that will change in the coming future. You can select from any of his drivers, such as Danny Ware in the 18. Uh, got James Shanewolf as well. He's got a pretty sick, uh, almost like a bandit paint scheme there. And then we got Travis Beckner, got Cameron Hearn. You could even purchase some of the commentators' collection in the Louisiana Dive Bomb. I actually just purchased... Uh, uh, Ryan Swan long sleeve from uh, his cup car. Uh, don't think we could get any of the Lodge Box merch, uh, kind of because of Teresa, but <laughs> you know, we still got uh, a ton of stuff here on area iRacing.shop. Anything from shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, stickers. You can get pillows, you can get crop hoodies, you can get phone cases, anything and everything. It's on there at area iRacing.shop. And fans, there's more. You can visit uh, area iRacing.shop and look 
for the discount code happy hour to save 10% off. I used it. Uh, it saved me a little bit, even though I bought a lot, but it still saved me some. Uh, so go on ahead and uh, check on areairacing.shop and let's get back to it. All righty, Hunter. So we're back here talking a little bit more after that awesome interview with Adam Caps. Uh, we got the NASCAR weekend from Nashville, which was very, very exciting. Uh, we're going to recap a little bit of that and then look ahead to Road America. And we'll start uh, with the Truck Series race. And it was like a repeat of 2021. Ryan Priest in the 17 truck for David Gilliland. He was able to get the job done, pick up his first win of the season and his second career truck win. Yeah, he uh, he got the job done. And like you said, it, it, it seemed like going into that race, uh, if Ryan Priest was racing, he was going to win it just based on that last year win. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, also, shout out to Ty Majeski for making it four wide and wrecking every truck that he was four wide with. Um, and destroying them. Yeah, I kind of... We thought Grand Finger was, de- like, gone. <laughs> he was, no, was I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say gone, but, like, hurt. I mean, the windshield was bent. It was, it was a hard hit, but, you know, uh, he got the job done. Ryan Priest did. He got the win. And they kind of shift gears now into the next race, which was the Xfinity cars. And uh, I don't know why, but for some reason, I think it was Brad Slaughter. He uh, he had an itch that Allgaier would win, that this would be the race where he'd... I also you know, picked Allgaier. Like, hey, you picked Allgaier, too. He won. Uh, he did yep. a good job. He led the most laps. He led the last lap, which was the most important lap. And yeah, mm. just kind of dominated there on the Xfinity side of things. And it was a hot race, too. And uh, update on our Ryan Sieg, or God, Kyle Sieg conversation, our buddy. He actually ran the Talladega race in our team chat on Tuesday night. So we got to talk to him about the Xfinity race. And he said, first off, he said on the first lap, his throttle hung wide open. And uh, he had to shut the car off going into turn one in order to get the throttle to unstick. And uh, that's why he, like, after lap one was dead last, like, way behind the field. Um, So he had a pretty miserable day from the jump, and he said it was the hottest race he's ever ran, and it was uh, definitely the hardest thing he ever did. He had to go to the infield care center after the race, get some fluid. Um, But he's still able to rebound to 25th place finish, so not too bad, but obviously not the run we were hoping for for our boy. Um, I don't think he's coming back for Road America. He said that uh, they got somebody. I think he said, actually, they only have two road course cars, his whole team the Ryan Sieg racing team. So obviously Ryan's going to run one and I think they're going to bring in a, a road course ringer for the other. Um, so he won't be there this weekend at road America. Um, but for the cup side of things, the Nashville race was actually pretty exciting after a bunch of rain delays. Yeah. Lightning and rain and, and all that fun stuff in between. It, it made for an exciting race. You know, it had, it had a bunch of different, names. a lot of Toyota cars were up there like Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Truex, you know, I knew Kyle Busch was going to be up there. I thought he was going to win. He he had a car that was capable of winning. Um, speaking of Toyotas and cars capable of winning, 23-11. Man, Kurt Busch, second, really solid run. Bubba, 12th after, uh, once again, the pit crew, you know, just kind of fumbling the bag and, and whatnot. Bubba got up to 7th in the first stage. He started back in 30th, worked his way up to 7th, and then, pit crew kind of messed up and you know later yeah, later in the race seemed like he, he rebounded seemed like he was gonna have a good finish then he pits under green and then the caution comes out like right afterwards it's like can, can this guy like catch a break or something like what, what's he gotta do to catch a break but 
Those 2311 cars were fast, and as mentioned, Kurt Busch got second. But uh wasn't enough to get the win as it kind of, was it midnight? Is it kind of midnight? It was midnight for you guys. <laughs> it was a late one because of all the rain delays, but it, it, it proved why Nashville should be run under the lights as a night race. Not only because, you know, the racing's better, but because it's not as hot when it's pitch yeah. black. True. I didn't think about the hot. That was a good point. I didn't think about how hot it was versus, you know, running at night. I had said during the day on Sunday, I was like, look, if this thing gets rained a little bit and they push it tonight, I'm not upset one bit because I think it'll be more interesting. And it was. And then uh, you had that crazy finish there at the end. Um, but yeah, you know, ultimately, I would rate the Nashville weekend as a success yet again. I uh, can't wait for them to go back. And I definitely am looking to go to another Nashville race. I went last year for the track race. Couldn't go this year, obviously, because I'm on the West Coast. But uh, maybe 2023, we'll have to set up a Nashville trip and go to uh, go to a NASCAR race out there. But Hunter, this weekend they're going road course racing. I honestly not the biggest Road America fan here, so I'm not really looking forward to it that much. Obviously, I'm going to watch because I love it, love NASCAR, but uh, the race itself not super appealing to me on the Xfinity side of things. Probably going to have Ty Gibbs running up front. Uh, Ty Gibbs for Xfinity, and then Cup and Siler going to be uh, Chase Elliott. Larson Elliott. Larson, maybe Almendinger, maybe Chastain. Chastain won a Coda. Could switch it up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the track house cars have what? They've swept the road courses so far. Nobody's talking about that. Yeah, yeah Chastain at Coda, Suarez at Sonoma. And maybe if they the pattern, go... and I'll say if the pattern plays out, then it's going to be Suarez for the fourth one, and it'll be Chastain for this one. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe uh, if you guys are betting folks, I don't want to say men because actually I should say men. I literally looked at our podcast demographics. It's 100% male audience. So <laughs> for all you betting guys out there, definitely hammer uh, the Ross Chastain bet. And uh, if you lose your money, you can invoice Hunter. Now uh, blame yeah, Brad so... Slaughter. Blame, blame Brad Slaughter. <laughs> blame Brad Slaughter. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> Words are tough. Yeah, it's getting late. Yeah, we got to wrap this shit soon. All right, uh, so Road America, let's just make some pits, picks real quick. Uh, Xfinity, I'll, I'll just make it easy. I, I predicted Sonoma pretty good. Uh, for Xfinity, let's go – I'm going to say Ty Gibbs. And for Cup, I'm going to go Chase Elliott, which is – both of those races sound miserable to watch with those wins. But... Did I take your pick? Gonna get... you, took, you took both my picks. Well, you know what? I'm gonna All right, then I'll sw- I'm, I'm not going to switch, no, actually. No, 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 just leave it. Just leave it. I'm going to go with Noah Gregson. He's great at road courses. Very great. Don't count on Allgaier, but my pick is Gregson. And then give me that five car, Kyle Larson. Boom. You, you just picked Noah? I picked Noah Gregson. Pick I picked Kyle Larson. My two, my two favorite drivers. I have to pick them. I feel bad now. I feel like I should give you Ty Gibbs after that kind of a pick. Don't feel bad. I always pick Noah. Noah's always going <laughs> to win every race. All right. All right, uh, so uh, we'll check the box there on our NASCAR recap, and uh, we'll be right back. Everybody listening, be sure to go check out our sponsor, Swift Lifestyles, for clean supplements that help improve your focus and your gaming. Honestly, this shit actually works. You can use discount code area iRacing for 15% off your order. Um, that's also awesome to save 15%. Uh, but yes, big shout out Swift Lifestyles. They've been supporting the league since literally day one. They were the sponsor in our first ever ARCA series and uh, technically the first ever area race of all time. 
at Swift Lifestyles as the title sponsor. So big shout out to them. They've obviously been supporting us. So let's go support them a little bit and use discount code area iRacing, get 10%, 15% off your order, not 10%, even better, 15% off your order. And as always, we'd like to thank Swift Lifestyles for their support. All right, welcome back. And uh, for those that were actually going to place their bets on Ross Chastain, currently he is plus a fifty to win. So go hammer that. Um, but yeah, one thing we're going to hammer. Whoa! Don. <laughs> oh, what sorry, your mic like bug. Your mic went super loud for me. I don't know if it's going to be in the recording oh. or not, but that was wild. But anyways, oh. hey, we have odds actually for these playoffs too that we're about to look at. I believe I got to pull them up uh, on Discord. Hold on. Yeah, I was going to uh, say our, our, our resident Dom odds Leo. maker. Indeed, it's he, uh, in Brad's wager room. He gave us some playoff odds. Well, let's go through the fields first, honey. Let's let's start off with the cup. Who we got? Well, cup, it's it's going to be Jake Nichols, obviously. Jake Nichols had the most wins. He's the regular season champ. He has going in with fifty five playoff points. <laughs> he could he could Which skip the, the first two races and he'd still make it. That's just that's just insane how many points he has. I don't know if he could skip the first two. We only do two race rounds, so technically, if he skipped the first oh, that, two, he'd, yeah. he'd be. I don't he know if he'd make it, but anyways, regardless, I get your point. Yeah, fifty-five points. This this guy is going to be on, on cruise control for at least round one. Yeah, He's looking and, good. Uh, he, he... Second place, we're going to talk about uh, defending Cup champ David Weiser. He's got some stiff competition. Ooh. He's second, but Jake good Nichols point. is arguably been the the guy to beat. And if I'm reading this right, third is Dominic DeLeo. How about that? Yeah. So his win from Nashville propelled him up in the points. And third, uh, yeah, third seat heading into it. James Skyley going to be fourth. Yeah, James Skyley. And you got Cameron Hearn coming in fifth in the odds or fifth in the playoff standings. Uh, Tyler Nichols, Garrett Heath, Nick Johnston, Reinhardt's Brad Slaughter. He actually did make the, the cut playoffs. And then Jordan Martin with the win at Dega. And Ed Robertson, our 12 playoff drivers. Our odds, though, Hunter, the favorite, you mentioned it. The biggest favorite I think we've ever seen from Dom DeLeo, Jake Nichols minus 150 to win the Cup Series Ooh. championship. Yeah, that's not – I mean, it, you can bet it if you want. You probably – I mean, he probably will, I guess. So uh, maybe it's consistent money. Uh, but he's obviously going to be the heavy favorite. Got David Weishart second at plus 125. How about Cameron Hearn third? At plus 275. Also, James Scioli at plus 275. Dom DeLeo fifth on this list that he also made the odds. So, I mean, you can't say he's biased (laughs) considering – you can't say he's biased considering he's third in the playoff standings, but he's got the fifth highest odds to win the championship at plus 800. Then you got Nick Johnson at plus 1,500. I will say, if I had to look at this list and and, and give you an underdog to to hammer, Ryan Hart's at plus 1,800. Low-key, a little disrespectful almost because the guy's got to win – and he's got three truck wins in the truck series and, and a win in the Xfinity series this season. So plus eighteen hundred for Ryan Hart's not a bad bet either. Jake Nichols, uh, or sorry, uh, Garrett Heath, Tyler Nichols at plus twenty two hundred, and then your long shots, Brad Slaughter at plus thirty five hundred. Oh, probably not a bad bet either if he could figure out these next gen cars these next couple of weeks. And then your ultra long shots, Ed Robertson and Jordan Martin at plus five thousand for the Cup Series. So uh, those are your playoff odds. This is what we're looking like for Monday nights. Hunter, favorite, favorite, and your favorite underdog for Mondays. Who you got? Favorite, favorite, and favorite. Our favorite favorite is probably the same. Our favorite favorite is probably the same. Who is it? Who's yours? Yeah, it's gotta be. That's your favorite favorite. Okay. My favorite favorite underdog. Underdog. I'm gonna have to go with Brad Slaughter. I like those odds. Plus thirty five hundred. Hammered. 
Amrit. Actually, let's let's actually switch up. I, I know I just asked that question. Let's do this instead. Who's your final four in Cup? Name your four, final four. Who do you see him? Ooh, all right. Well, got to be Jake Nichols. I'm going to go with Cameron Hearn as well. Uh, I see DeLeo Ooh. being in it. And uh, probably going to have to go with uh, – give me Garrett Heath. You said Jake Nichols, Cameron Hearn, DeLeo, and Garrett Heath. Yep. You're going to leave out David Weishart. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's going to give you shit for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> my, yeah, final four, honestly, my final four is pretty straightforward. Jake Nichols, David Weishart, Dom DeLeo, and James Scioli. Top four in points. That's oh. who I think is going to make it to the final four. Um, You're leaving we'll Cameron Hearn? Yeah, Cam- Cameron's not going to be on my list because... Uh, oh, now you're going to piss him off. <laughs> hey, I can piss him off. Apparently, I've been doing that already this week, so who who cares, I guess. Yeah, apparently, I've, I've been pissing him off already, but I just don't see the consistency there for him in the cup car, and he's it's not like he's you know second or third in points. He's down in fifth with only 12 playoff points. Um, I just don't see him making it to the final four in, in all seriousness. So... Anyways, let's jump over now to Tuesday night. Also have Truck Series odds here. Talk about our playoff field in this one. And this one I am a part of. So maybe, you know, some... I don't think legally, if you guys actually gamble on this, I don't think I can even give you advice since I'm a part of the playoff field. But your top 12 regular season champion for the second year in a row in the Truck Series, Brad Slaughter Jr. Uh, He's entering on top with 45 playoff points. He's got the three wins. He's got the regular season title. He's the one seed going in. And then Colin Fambro... And Ryan Hart at 20 playoff points in 19. They're second and third. Paul Irvin, who nearly won the Cup Series or the Truck Series regular season title, he's going to enter the playoffs in the fourth position with 16 playoff points. And then rounding out your top five, you got Cameron Hearn, who's tied with James Shanewolf, his teammate. Uh, the remaining playoff drivers in the uh, CNC Logging Truck Series are Garrett Grant, teammates with Tyler Hallman, and then Justin Anasogok, Jacob Bell, Travis Beckner, and Hunter Collier. Hunter, you said you like the other Hunter. So who's your favorite favorite in this one? And who's your, your favorite uh, long shot? We, we got the odds, by the way, if you want to bring them up. I got them if you don't have them. I'll, I'll bring them up. Uh, they're, they're a lot closer I, than the other series. Honestly, my favorite favorite? Uh, got to be Ryan Hartz. I got I to gotta go with Ryan Hartz in the three. Just going back to Xbox days, he would beat everyone in everything. And it's no surprise that he's doing the same on iRacing. So... I'm going to go with Ryan Hartz for my favorite favorite. All right, well, he's plus 150 from Mr. DeLeo's odds. Second, uh, the favorite is Brad Slaughter Jr. at plus 125, and then Hartz and Hearn are both at plus 150. Um, out of that group, I'm going to go Brad Slaughter Jr. as my favorite favorite, plus 125. He is the defending Truck Series champion. He's won both regular season championships in this series. Um He's got the wins. He's got just about everything to where it's hard for me not to pick him to go all the way. Uh, my favorite long shot on this list, I won't pick myself at plus 15. Oh, I'm not even that. I'm, I'm plus 3,500. My bad. I am uh, the, the second long shot, second highest long shot. Man, they, they got Hunter Collier at plus 7,500. I mean, I would probably throw like at least a buck on it just because why not? You know what I mean? At those odds, but. Uh, my favorite long shot is definitely Paul Irvin at plus 1,500. The man is, you know, we talked to Caps a little bit earlier. He is uh, consistent as consistent gets. And for him to be that low on the list, he would be my favorite long shot. What about you? He He's my favorite long shot too, but I'm going to one-up you and go with Travis Beckner. Plus 25. 
Yes. Plus 25 on Drew. Okay. I like I the Beckner it. pick. I'm hammering it. I like it. it. I like it. All right. What's our uh, final four for trucks? In Xfinity, we don't have odds. So this is uh, this is our last time doing our favorite, favorite, favorite long shot. But who is your final four in the truck series? You went first in cup. Um, I'll go in trucks. Let me, let, me, let me get Brad Slaughter. He's for sure making it. Let me get Hot Take. Colin Fambro and Ryan Hartz. Yeah. I don't know. Do I want... Okay. I'm going to go Brad Slaughter Jr. is making it to the final four. Paul Irvin's making it to the final four. James Shane Wolf's making it to the final four. And so is Ryan Hartz. That's my final four. Brad Slaughter, Ryan Hartz, Paul Irvin, James Shane Wolf. Man. Uh, this is tough. I'm going to go with Slaughter. Hearts, obviously, okay. those two. Also going to go with uh, uh, Shane Wolf and Anna Sogok. Oh, okay. So we're leaving off some some heavy hitters there. We're not we're not including Fanbro. We're not including her in either one of ours. And those guys are second and sixth or second and fifth right now in the Truck Series playoff standings. So, all right, uh, let's run over now. Xfinity Series just wrapped up tonight, and this is this one's a lot closer of a series. All right, we got Alan Elwood who had the most wins this season, but he finished second in the regular season standings. The regular season champion for the Lodgebox series was Shane Theron, uh, but both those guys actually are going to enter with 35 playoff points apiece. Um, third place in the Lodgebox series, James Guiley, he's got 21 playoff points. Uh, Davey Hendricks coming in fourth, and Cameron Hearn again rounding out the top five for the playoff standings. Uh, Bryce Senesak, Garrett Grant, Richard Thomas, Colin Fambro, Travis Beckner, Rick Christensen, and Forrest Smith is our playoff field. We don't have odds on our Lodgebox Series Championship just yet. Uh, so let's go. Well, we can still do favorite, favorite, favorite long shot. We'll just go off of the playoff points. Who you got, Hunter? Uh, favorite, favorite, Cameron Hearn. Okay. I, I Yeah. Yeah. Lodgebox, Xfinity cards. I like that. Was he a favorite, though? He's coming in as the fifth seed. Is that still a favorite? I mean, he's got to be a favorite in this series, I guess, I, he, is what you're looking he's, at. He's my favorite favorite. I feel like playoffs, he's going to, like, uh, what's it called? Playoff Braun? That's what it is. Whenever Braun? It, Maybe. Yeah, playoff I mean, Braun. Kind of. He's just going to dial in and just win so everything. It, okay, well, I mean, LeBron fashion, that means Cameron Hearn's going to make it to the Final Four but not win it, right? I mean, <laughs> that's kind of what LeBron was <laughs> That was, that was uh, a good joke. I got to give myself plus one there. All right. Uh, my favorite favorite is going to have to be Alan Elwood. He's been pretty good this damn se- He's been pretty damn good this season. Uh, most wins, most top fives. And honestly, the only reason he didn't win the regular season title is he missed Charlotte. He's my favorite favorite. Uh, my favorite long shot in Xfinity. This one's tough because it, it falls off. No offense. It falls off pretty quick because uh, you got – Beckner only coming in with two playoff points. And then Christensen and Forrest Smith both coming in with no playoff points. Um, I got to go with Colin Fambro. He's all the way down there at ninth. Only six playoff points. Definitely a long shot to make it um, to the championship race. But I'm going to I'm gonna take him. He's my favorite long shot. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to have to pick him too. He was going to be my long shot as well. Yeah. He runs solid top 10, top 5. Uh, I feel like he, he could be one to watch out for. Yeah, I mean that that makes sense. Honestly, when you look at the the guys that are deeper in the playoff fields, that he's he definitely jumps off the page. And then our final four now for Xfinity. Um, this one 
is going to get interesting. I think, you know, I think you put Theron and Elwood for me. I'm putting them as a lock to make it to the final four. It's that third and fourth spot that's going to get really interesting. I'll give a spot to Cameron Hearn. He'll probably make the final four. That fourth spot's going to be really tough because you got Skyoli going for it, Davey Hendricks, Bryce Senesak, Garrett Grant. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Elwood, Theron, Scioli, Hearn as my Lodgebox Series Final Four. I'm going to go Elwood, Therian, Hearn, and Fambro. Okay, I like that. I actually really like that. I, I was leaning towards that, but I couldn't ignore the playoff points that Scioli had, so I had to throw him in. Yeah, I, I, I got to tell Dom I want to parlay all four of those. Yeah, yeah, we need our, our resident odds maker to, to get, on, get on it for these uh, for these odds so we can – get some bets going in. Also, this is if for whatever reason, this is taken serious. Um, I don't think we can actually bet. So for transparency sake, government, we're not actually betting. I think, I don't know. DM. We're Dom. betting our pride. Yeah. DM Dom though. If you probably want to place a bet, I'll probably take it anyways. So uh, that's going to do it. We're going to wrap up for area. Happy hour episode five. It was a, uh, it was a fun one. Um, obviously it's really, really late at night for Hunter. What are you working on at one thirty AM right now? Uh-huh. You know it. Yeah, so it, it was deep, but uh, you know, that's what uh that's how champions are made. It's when it's when you don't want to record, it's when you don't want to put in the work, but you still do it. That's how you get champions and Hunter Sleppy, you are a champion, sir. We'll be back next week. It is an off week for fourth of July for area, so there's gonna be no racing, but guess what? There's still gonna be a happy hour. Hell yeah. Um I'm going to actually be in Vegas again this weekend. So it'll be post Vegas trip for me. Hunter, any plans for 4th of July? Uh, no, not really. I'm boring. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love it. Not even a little firework, a little firework uh, action. All my neighbors are going to have fireworks shooting off for like the next month, literally next month. Um, all right. Yeah. That's about it. All right. All right, well, happy 4th out there to everybody listening. And uh, like I said, we'll be back for episode 6 on Thursday or Friday. Make that it'll be up. So we'll see you guys back then. And for myself and for Hunter Sleppy, thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you after the 4th.